1: So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome
0: Welcome to to the the Memberships Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. Christian has a question, if doing a membership price increase, is there an acceptable percentage to increase by? I know each membership is different. I'm thinking of increasing from... $10 $10 a month to 27 a month, but eventually we'd like to be at 47 a month, or should I just jump straight to 47 a month?
1: So does anybody have an opinion? Has anybody gone through price jumps? Either as your membership or as a consumer? Bueller?
2: <laughs> I want to go through some price jumps. <laughs> hey, <Amy.
1: laughs> anybody want to comment? Because you know I'll start riffing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mona. Hey, hey. My concern is that I think everybody feels like maybe this is where the the foundational question is coming from: is that with COVID and everything, should we be mm-hmm. raising our prices? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even did a thing where I let them have a month free because of COVID, and then they had to restart their membership. And a couple of them didn't, and it, because of you know some of them are out of the country and they're really struggling. Yeah. So. How in this climate do we go from twenty dollars to fifty dollars or twenty-five anything? Yeah. Is that really showing that you care more about the content or the money? So that's kind of my question too. Yeah,
0: that's a good point with that. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So does anybody wanna to comment to that? New?
0: No.
1: Is this mic one? <laughs> I'm to say hi, Steph. I see that she's I, on here. I know you're trying to beg me to say something, but I'm I know. not know. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's hear it, <laughs> Do you have anything? No, ahead, I, okay. All right. Let's see. Catherine, did you want to say something?
2: Two of my memberships, not mine, ones I belong to, one of them decreased it because of COVID, and one of us gave all of us a free month like um, Mona did, just mm-hmm. to help us and to, I'm sure keep their retention up, but also because that they really felt, you know, to help us. Yeah. That's That's great. Good.
1: That's great. Thank you. So the tricky thing about pricing that I've learned in my lifetime of running a lot of different businesses is that there's no consistency in pricing. Yeah. I used to own a nightclub years ago and I could pack out the place with $2 Bud Lights and make no money on it but have an entire full room of people that I would hope to make money like an hour or two later when the special stopped. And sometimes that's what what we did, is to get a different group of people in there that were looking at price and were price conscious, which then attracts typically more people. But then the conversion ratio in the real world that The moment that the price goes up, the people walk out the door and they go find the next place that has the $2 offer type thing. So in the online world, I think the hardest thing for a lot of us is that we're dealing with information product and there's not this perceived tangibility. Now, of course, for any of us, if you're in survival mode, like if you're making a decision, am I gonna keep this product or service or whatever it is, whether it's entertainment or coaching element or anything, or am I gonna like put food on the table, of course, You're gonna do what needs to be done for your family, right? What I learned through the years is that if I give everything out for free too long, I then become the nonprofit myself. Mm -hmm. And then I cannot serve anybody. And it's not a win-win for anybody. Now, when I had that nightclub, all everybody became my friend instantly because they all thought by becoming my friend, they got into the place for free and they thought that they would get free, you know. Service all night long and it's like no if you're a true friend then you would actually support me as a business <laughs> and you would financially invest like everybody else like that's what so in in the online world though we're always very conscious of what's happening in the world I think if any of us have a death ear I think that's that's just shame on us mm-hmm. especially because there's a lot of hot topics a lot of things going around in the world right now that we have to be hyper aware. And at the same time I want also all of us to keep in mind that in every economy in every crisis in every scenario situation there are people that thrive not just survive. Mm-hmm. And ironically if you we were talking US based there are people that have been financially doing better by being on the extra money and subsidies that they're being given right now than they were when they had their minimum wage job or slightly above. Mm-hmm they're actually getting extra stipends and and extra things. And some of them aren't paying the extra fees and other things also. I can't tell you the last time that we filled up our car and gas. It's like, there's a lot of little things that we don't think about. Like we used to spend a lot of money on travel, we haven't done that the last several months, you know. Or my Starbucks uh, runs. Her Star Starbucks, Starbucks runs, runs. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody has their own realities, their own little things that, that, that they have. Here's the interesting thing, though, is that from a long-term standpoint, you always have to protect yourself, your family, your livelihood first. You're going to always protect your household, and then you're going to look external because the oxygen mask, you know, Put yours on first before you help out others (laughs) because if you don't put yours on first, you're no good to everybody else, okay? So we always have to make sure that the decisions that we're making, because sometimes we make short-term decisions in crisis based on emotion, and then that negatively impacts us where we can't recover later on. And that's where you have to be careful because some of you that when you give people the option of not paying or that you do reduce during that period of time, it's near, it's not impossible, but it's near impossible to get them back as a paying client. Because now you just switch and you said, oh, the perceived value of exchange of goods and services for the money has now invalidated itself where, oh, I can get this for free. And then it's hard to recover that, that paying client. it's hard and all of us are gonna relate to this differently. It's just what I've seen through the years in the economies and like none of us have lived through what we're doing now. So none of us can say that we're an expert of what's happening right this second. I can just give you just perspective of different industries and different things is that once you move down, it is very, very hard to get people to go back up again. It's near impossible. And sometimes behind the scenes, good, better, and different, even when it's out of the goodness of your own heart, when you lower, and that's okay. Like for instance, we have a business membership and if there's like legit, like real world life situations, we have that in a a private conversation. But other than that, it's like business as usual because we want you to press forward. We want you to look for new opportunities. We want you to lean in. We want you to pivot. We want you to evolve. What's version 2.0? What's version 3.0? Because if I retreat, who am I as a leader to tell you what to do? You know, and it's like, so I have to lean in and say, no, you have to look for the next step. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is focusing on the problem, where's the new opportunities? When everybody is focusing on the past and how things used to be, what just opened up that was never there before? You know, like that's what we have to do. And that's in in my life, that's where all the opportunities come is when everybody focuses on the pro- problem they we all... And unfortunately, in business also, it's the equivalent of rubbernecking and looking at the car accident. The reason why the traffic jam is five miles long and everybody's at a dead stop is not because of the accident. It's because everybody's staring at the accident across the highway. They're all stopping. So we we equally do it. We slow down and we go look Mm -hmm. also. It's like, no, we all would have been going 50, 60 miles an hour if we all Mm -hmm. just focused on where we were going instead of focusing on something else. So when it comes to pricing, this all comes down mainly for me, for me through the years is two different things. Is are you properly positioned in the market to have the perceived value of being worth the price that you wanna ask? So if we normally in when we do live presentations on stage, I have a slide where I have bottles of water that line up across and it's like, are you the tap water? Where everybody expects it for free, because I don't know anywhere they can go and you say, "Hey, can I have tap water?" and and they're going to charge you for it, right? <laughs> but that's sometimes internally, and that's the second part. Is it's really the belief in ourselves mm-hmm. is really what determines how much we can charge. Mm-hmm. And so, in that slide that we typically show, also we show you know everything from Avion and Deer Park, which depending if you buy the thirty case and get it at home, you're going to pay five six bucks for. Or if you go to a restaurant, location, experience, environment, you're going to pay three, four dollars for the for one bottle versus the entire case. You go into a nightclub in Miami, you're going to pay for that that you know thing of water 20, 30 bucks for it because it's a status thing, it's perception. Now there is a bottle of water in the world, and those of you who have seen this presentation that I've done, but. There is a bottle of water that's called the Nano H2O. It's the diamond collection edition. <laughs> so it's about a liter. Who wants to guess how much, if you've seen my presentation, don't, don't say, but who went just in the chat, like how much for, and it's, and it's H2O. There's no promise that this is the fountain of youth or anything <laughs> like that. This is hundred percent you know, positioning.
0: I might've
1: said 50. Okay. So we got 50.
0: 75
1: 75
0: (laughs) 50
1: all right so let me see if you change your opinion when i tell you this they only make 10 of these bottles a year (laughs) so it's a liter of water but they only make 10 10 a year so 250 okay so any any other guesses so we had 250
0: went up (laughs) got uh, 1000 is the bottle special
1: The bottle is unique it has some unique qualities to it uh, it does not justify the the price uh, most 1000 okay yeah so the bottle sell and they sell out 10 bottles every single year they sell out these 10 bottles 100,000 dollars 100,000 dollars <laughs> they make a million dollars on 10 liters of water.
0: <laughs> Look it up, it's, it, it's really interesting. It's the, uh, Beverly H2, the Beverly H2O, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when I do this from stage, this is like my, one of my keynotes, is where I get people to refocus on is that in our industries, all of us are focused on selling the equivalent of the water in our own industry, whatever your business is, you're placing the value of the water itself, mm-hmm. the commodity of your business. It has everything to do with positioning, with marketing, with branding, with status, perceived status. That is where value comes from. Yes, Mona. Yeah. I needed
2: to hear this so bad today. So bad today. Because I really just raised a rate and it's something that's on right now. And a girl called me this morning and said, I just think this is too much. And the moms are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's $47 for four weeks mentoring and Bible study to get you out of this crap you're in. And I'm not a little old lady in the church, like, (laughs) do you want, you know, it was just, it really, really upset me. I've been wheeling all day Mm -hmm. going, here I am. I'm stepping up. Like, you know, my membership's not really super expensive and I know they're young moms and I'm trying to do all of that. And I'm like, "Uh, I got to pull this back. I got to roll this back. And of course my math, my mastermind said, no way you're not going to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. next time you're going to raise it again yep. yep and you know i've already had some people i thought there was nobody signing up but there's a broken link hello oh. <laughs> but we got the link fixed and immediately somebody signed up so i'm just like okay so i went on instagram basically and i'm gonna tell them i am not tap water when we get off this i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna go on and go
1: Yes, I'll, yeah. I'll there you. it
2: is. Yeah, So yeah.
1: I'll show you. I'll show you guys uh, part of the presentation. Wow, that is so cool.
2: How yeah, much would that'd... you pay for a glass of tap water?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I go through a presentation. These are mid-range, high-end, like you normally would find in nightclubs. There's your hundred thousand dollar bottle of water. Yeah. Right there.
2: And someone buys it. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. yep. Ten people buy it. They only make ten a year. Yeah.
0: And you have so much value to give, Mona. I mean, you're like just you know for every person that isn't that right person for you there is the right person out there like you said that link was you know someone signed right up and you're going to have more of those right people that are right for you so just right.
2: and honestly to be fair and to prove your point the girl that called me the mom that called me i've been mentoring her for probably 10 12 years and she really gets me for free because i've known her for yeah. a long long time yeah. like you know marriage counseling and you know pre i mean all the stuff from and that's what she has learned to get from me. Yep. And yep. she really didn't want to pay that for it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. she really does get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I learned a really good lesson today. I'm so glad I wasn't too late. <laughs> and keep in mind, everybody is. <laughs> 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 Sorry. You can go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and so much. That's helped. awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because for all of us, what's the right answer? So it's something that the mass majority of people out there want the freebies. So they want the, they want the tap water. So, and that's okay. That's what they want. That's what they desire. They're not a buyer. They have no intention of purchasing and that's okay. You know, if you were at a trade show, that's the person that comes up to your booth that has no desire at all to ever buy your product or service. They just want the chocolates and the little squishy thing that you have on your table <laughs> and the pens and pencils, right? And they're going to run away from you, you know? So it's like, it's just the numbers game. But all of us just need to be okay when it comes to price. Yes, there is something about positioning and marketing. You know, if you are perceived at a higher status as an expert in your field and people see that, they're willing to perceive and pay more for that access, the status. And that's hard, that's hard to talk about on a personal level because a lot of us don't want, you know, we have a hard time already in some cases having imposter syndrome, like am I worth it and things like that. So that's the second side is that it is mental. It is internal. Mm-hmm. That it, Are you worth that price? Well, what's the difference? It's just, you can, and this is the thing. At free, you can have hundreds of thousands of followers and you're still going to make zero. You know, you could have, a thousand followers and not have the big vanity metric, but have all the right people. Mm-hmm. And they could pay thousands of dollars to have access to you. And you went in and had to go out there and find a thousand and one person in the world. You could focus on a smaller group of people. So just something, there, there's multiple ways of getting to the same result. But on your end, are you, if, if we looked at the store shelf and saw those bottles of water, Where did you position yourself up to this point in time? How do people perceive you on that store shelf? Mm -hmm. That will tell you a lot. It's a hard thing to do, but that'll tell you a lot. And then ask yourself a question. What do I need to change in order to move myself on that shelf? And understand there's gonna be way more people that want the, the $1 bottle of water versus the ones that are going to want the $20, $30 versus the 10 people in the world that are willing to spend the $100,000. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. There's different people that serve different markets within the same market. Today, there's somebody walking into Walmart and getting a $7 t-shirt. That's okay because there's 10,000 of them for the one person that's going to spend $700 walking in the White House black market today mm-hmm. to spend money. It's no right or wrong. It's just a different client. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Sorry. I normally do that on stage. (laughs) It's it's good. I think it's good. I think that'll just just raise your price.
0: I think that it, it, you know, answers like Christian's question as well as what Moda's like. And I think we all go through this with the pricing and it's just different types of clients with the, the pricing shift with it. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.